0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from wt 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together we are one serving you.
2: Basketball, baseball discussion, Red Raiders, uh winning their 10th baseball game of the season against no setbacks yesterday. And uh, Red Raiders uh, getting ready for Oklahoma State on Saturday after losing uh, to Kansas the other night at 645 this day in sports history.
0: The Morning Drive. Don't like what we're talking about? Wait five minutes. It'll change. All right, so uh, last
2: night at United Supermarkets Arena, last regular season game for the Lady Raiders, uh, I do. Uh, I think expect at this point in time for them to uh, be in Wnit uh, play and also uh, uh, have a an opportunity to host uh, some games. That's
3: that's a huge step forward.
2: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think you know you know last night getting their 18th win, getting their sixth uh, Big Twelve win, beating a team, frankly, beating a team you're supposed to beat. Okay, mm-hmm. you know and. Um, it wasn't just in a total annihilation, but you did win by 17. Um, gave up more in the second half than I think that you you wanted to. I, I'll tell you the thing that kind of impressed me last night was TCU still had fight, you know, in them after being down by 17 at the half. You know, this is a team that, you know, their coach is residing at the end of the year. And, and this is you know, Reagan Peabley's last year. She's been there uh, for nine years at TCU and you know, had him on the brink of going to the tournament in 2020 when the world shut down, and um, it's been a struggle for him this year. They're, they're now 1-16 in the conference, but uh, all that having been said, um, when you didn't have the services of uh, Brice, uh, Bryn Gerlich last night, you, you knew that because of the, the injury that she suffered uh, to her knee against uh, Baylor last Saturday. It's not season-ending. Um, still a little swelling uh, they held her out last night. She wanted to play. Um, hopefully, she'll be able to play next week in the Big 12 tournament. I don't know if she'll play Saturday in Ames. There's, you know, basically, you know, you don't want your, you to run the risk of further damage that would keep you out of any kind of postseason play. Sure. You know, I mean, and and while Saturday's game it's not totally lost, I mean, because Iowa State's without their their big center that you had to face that nobody else did because she got injured the second game of the Big 12 season. Um, And so, you know, it's a game that you can win, although it's their senior night, it's at their place, it'll be a raucous house, blah, blah, blah. It's still a game that, you know, you go in there and kind of put your game plan together and do what you've been doing for a complete, you know, 40 minutes. It's not inconceivable that you could win that game, although you won't be the favorite. Anyway, the bottom line is last night, you get 18 out of Bree Scott. Um, she was uh, 4 of 9 from beyond the arc. And then uh, really a gutty performance by uh, Katie Freelon last night. Uh, she had 9 points. She had 4 rebounds. But just it's just the extra things that don't show up in the box score. The- I
3: think you combined two players there. Katie Farrell.
2: Katie Farrell. What did I say? Katie Freelon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Well, I'll mean, tell you what. If you if you could combine those two, you have yeah, something special. You did special. A pretty good, Katie, Katie. Katie Farrell. Yes. <laughs> Katie Farrell. She was. She had five points, four rebounds. She had six assists last night. Uh, Kyla Freelon last night had nine, and she was five of six from the free throw line, which was a big improvement from Saturday when she went three of seven against Baylor, and she had four rebounds. But anyway, Farrell just gives you just that grit. That I mean, she got. She got knocked in the mouth early. She got hit from behind the head. It was, it was just an inadvertent uh, basketball play. They reviewed it, uh, but it took her to her knees. Uh, She had to leave the game for a little bit, and um, but I mean, she just—I mean, anybody else it probably knocks them out. But you know, Farrell, she gets up off the deck and then comes back in the game. She just, you know, is always, you know, swiping at the ball. She's on the ground. She's, you know, trying to knock the ball out of somebody's hands, into somebody else's hands, just all, all those things. And, the, uh,
3: the television broadcast last night said she was uh, she was a, a football quarterback <laughs> up through middle school. Okay. So I'm not surprised that she survived said blow.
2: Yeah, no, that, I'm not either. I wasn't aware of that. I'll have to have to look into that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, doesn't doesn't surprise me. Uh, Coach Gurley told her that told us after the game they took her out at the end because Katie told them that she was about to throw up, so they didn't want that to happen on the court.
3: Well, and we <laughs> all thank of, Coach
2: Gurley for that. Afraid of throwing up, yeah. You know. But I I think more than anything else, I mean, you you know, this has happened a couple of times this year where you've you've beaten a team you're supposed to beat, okay, at home, you know, and that you expect to beat. And that's kind of where they want to get back to. So for them now, the big 12 tournament is set. Uh, Tech will take on K state next Thursday in the first game in the eight, nine matchup. Okay. Okay. So that that is, that is set in stone. So you'll play the the first game of the big 12 tournament and you'll play the, uh, the eight, nine game. What time does that start? I think it's like five o'clock from Kansas city next, uh, next Thursday from uh, municipal auditorium. Um, and you split with K-State. No, you beat K-State twice. Twice, okay. All right, good. So good. it's that uh, inevitable kind of can you beat a team three times. K-State's playing a little bit better, but you know, you've know you beaten them twice, so can you can you beat them a third time and, and advance on? Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. Uh, Tech last night going 14 of 15 from the free throw line, big improvement over Saturday. And TCU went just four of seven. You also hit eight threes last night, which really helped. The other thing is, and we're seeing more and more and more of this, and... And Coach Gurley talked about this after the game, where the bench is starting to, or those that don't start, are starting to s- embrace their role. Because you had 27 points off the bench again last night,
3: mm-hmm.
2: so you're getting you're getting sparks from from team from players off the bench.
3: That's a big number.
2: It, yeah, it is a big number. Um, and you know your, your, your spark last night off the bench came from Bailey Maupin. She had 10. Now, she probably played her best defensive game of the year last night. That's been one of the reasons why her time hasn't been as much on the court, it's not so much the offense, it's the teams running at her and scoring at her at will. And Coach Gerlich told us that she and Katie, she and uh, Bailey had a sit-down and a conversation about it. And Coach Gerlich feels like she can be a really good defensive player. You've just got to learn to and accept that aspect of, of your role in addition to scoring because there's no question she can score. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you got to play defense as well. Kyla Freelon had nine, uh, and then uh, six points from uh, Ashley Chevalier. She's been coming on here in the last few games and giving you some very valuable minutes off the bench, handling the ball, getting some shots. She she had a couple threes last night uh, for the Lady Raiders, and that's that was her six points. So um, the other thing that stood out to me, you had 14 assists last night on your 22-made baskets. That's an improvement. There have been some times we've had single digits. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in assists, uh, also turnovers. Didn't turn the ball over very many times last night. Twelve, and six of them were in the third quarter. Uh, when you when, that was your worst quarter of the night. TCU outscored you fourteen to twelve coming out of the halftime. Um, and then I think did a better job of points off turnovers last night. TCU turned it over sixteen times. And you had twenty two points off turnovers. So the majority of those were in the first half uh, when you were when you were building your lead. So. Lady Raiders led start to finish last night. TCU never had a, a lead in this game last night. Nice. So you like you like seeing those kinds of things, right? Yeah, it
3: just felt like you just from right off the get-go that, you know, I was a little bit worried about not having brand but it just felt like you took control of this game early on. And, you know, even though you didn't have Gurlick, it, mm-hmm. it, it just felt like TCU never had a chance. And uh, maybe there was a little bit of a breath taken in, in the second half and, and, and it got to be more – manageable or close score whatever you want to call it but the Lady Raiders were in control no doubt the whole time Yeah, this, was game, this game was never in question
2: they shut down Tomei Taiwo uh, she had 33 points the last time she had 9 and she was 1 of 8 mm-hmm. you'll love this about Tomei Taiwo uh, she's a transfer from Iowa okay so she went to one other school before she got to TCU take a while guess how many high schools she went to Four, three.
3: <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, so she's, she exercised the transfer portal
2: early. Yes. The other, you um, know, and, and this is the kind of uh, this is the kind of tidbit I think you would expect from me. Um, in the TCU notes, they uh, they noted this about Bella Cravens, who was one of their starters, and she's a good player. I mean, she's she's six three. She's a senior. She's a transfer from uh, Nebraska out of. Uh, Lei, Hawaii. Anyway, she's one of, Jamie, 96 grandchildren.
3: Oh. What?
2: 96. She's one of 96. So apparently a pretty prolific family. She was two feet long when she was born. She's 6'3". <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's so much that's funny about that. I've also never heard of... <laughs> of a kid be measured as feet as when they're born two feet you know usually talk inches inches right
2: (laughs) one other player uh Roberts.
3: how many how many kids led to this many grandkids i have
2: no idea i have no no idea but i mean clearly clearly a lot of uh, i
3: mean if even if there's like 15 right
2: mariah roberts uh a player for tcu Uh, you would think that she would have been the leader of the clubhouse because she's one of 79. One of 79 grandchildren. That's
0: crazy, isn't it? The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I have time for this day in sports history. Today is March the 2nd, 2023. Here is
2: Jeff McGuire with this day in sports history.
1: You're going to start in 1929. George Hainsworth becomes the first NHL goaltender to record tw- to record 20 shutouts in one season. Wow! When the Montreal Canadiens beat the visiting Boston Brewers three to nothing, he would end the season with 22. 1962, Philadelphia Center Wilt Chamberlain scores 100 points
2: oh okay
1: most ever by an nba player in single game and the warriors 169 to 40 147 win over the new york knicks in hershey 36 of 63 from the field 28 of 32 from the free throw line
2: oh wow no three-point shot in those days either not or that he did was a big, shoot any i mean not that, that will was a big three-point <laughs> shooter right
1: a little far away from the basket for Wilt if I had to guess. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> I don't ever remember seeing any highlight of Will like taking a jump shot. No, he's all inside, it's right? The yep. inside.
1: 1968, 19-year-old American Peggy Fleming wins her third consecutive World Ladies Figure Skating Championship in Geneva, Switzerland, announces her retirement, turns professional and eventually goes into broadcasting.
2: Yeah, she was part of the Ice Capades forever. I mean, it, mm. you know, you would have the the Ice Capades coming to uh, your city and Peggy Fleming and then she was so she was just a a, a darling on those uh, broadcasts you know beautiful and well spoken and you know a gold medal winner blah 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 so uh you know it's you know she was quite uh quite the uh attraction i, I think for uh, ABC
1: 1988 The Flaming Basketball is adopted as the NBA franchise's Miami Heat's official logo from over 13,000 entries. Mark Henderson submits the winning entry. No, I don't know who Mark Henderson is, but they felt it important enough to mention who put it in there.
3: So it's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: 1993, Mario Lemieux undergoes his 22nd and final radiation treatment for Hodgkin's lymphoma, he then joins the Pittsburgh Penguins in Philadelphia and has a goal and an assist in a 5-4 loss to the Flyers. Crazy. 2004, Indianapolis Colts signed quarterback Peyton Manning to a seven-year, $98 million deal with a $34.5 million signing bonus. It is the largest largest package to date in the NFL. Obviously, that has been beaten
2: Many many times since yeah, then. Mm-hmm. it's like car change now, in your you know, you know, little cigarette ashtray.
1: Can I borrow that car? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I promise I won't drive an inch. Okay. <laughs> uh, Twenty twelve, Major League Baseball confirms the postseason will be expanded from eight to ten teams, with an extra wild card team in each league. And on this day in 2012, a second thing. The NFL establishes existence of a bounty program of the New Orleans Saints from 2009 to 2011. Players were given incentives to injure the opposition. Coach Sean Payton is suspended for the 2012 season. It is National Banana Cream Pie Day.
2: You know, the, the the banana cream pie was made famous of, by Gilligan's Island. That seems like what... I oh, thought well, okay. that was the coconut, coconut cream pie Coconut pie, cream, that's right. Because they that's didn't right. have bananas on the They island. didn't have bananas. They had coconut they had cream. Yeah, coconut that's cream. That's why
1: everything was made out of coconut.
2: Yeah, coconut cream. Why
1: didn't they have bananas? Well, uh, everything on the island was made out of coconut. So yeah, that was, was kind of the running yeah.
3: gag. You would have thought they would have had bananas there. Right.
1: You'd have thought a professor who could make a working radio with
2: a radar <laughs> system could fix a three-foot hole in a boat, too. But... <laughs> It was a three-hour cruise, and they took clothes for, like, weeks.
1: Well, some of them did. Yes, yeah, yeah. some of them did, yes. <laughs> Happy birthday, mm-hmm. John Bon Jovi. Nice. Okay. 61. 61. Rebel Wilson, uh, 43. Daniel Craig, 55. Ben Roethlisberger, 41. Tua Viola Tagov- is 25. Reggie Bush, 38. And baseball player Ron Grant
3: 58 today. Ron Grant or Gant? Gant. Ron Gant, yeah. And on this
1: day in 1836, Texas declares their independence from Mexico. During the Texas Revolution, a convention of American Texans meet at the Washington on the Brasses and declare independence of of Texas from Mexico. The delegates choose David Burnett as the uh, provisional president and confirm Sam Houston as the Commander-in-Chief of all Texas for Texan forces. The Texans also adopted a constitution that protects the free practice of slavery, which had been prohibited by Mexican law. Meanwhile, in San Antonio, Mexican General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana siege at the Alamo continued, and the fort's 185 or so American defenders waited for the final Mexican assault. That, this day in sports history. All right.
2: This day in sports history. Thank you. Uh, somebody wants to know where they got the milk for the cream on Gilligan's Island. Yeah. That's a that's a coconut milk, coconut milk. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. The show doesn't
1: have to make sense. In <laughs> right. fact, it specifically doesn't, it doesn't make sense.
2: Right. It, uh, it, it didn't, uh, it didn't make a whole lot like of sense. all
1: the guest stars that went there, they never told anybody about it. Really?
2: Right. Nobody <laughs> ever? Right. <laughs> you know, and then th- there were, a, there were a number of people when that show first came out that would call the, uh. Switchboard and say, "Are you are, aren't you going to call the Coast Guard to help those poor people get off the island?" Those are those are folks that need some wow. extra brain power. You wow. Know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. uh, yeah. Let's see here. This from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Somebody says they feel that the men need to win Saturday versus Oklahoma State in one game in the Big Twelve tournament to make the NIT. No, I think they're in the NIT if they want to be in the NIT. I think they could lose Saturday and. I, you know I, the, the question will be will they want to I, I think at this point in time they're preparing for the arena to host both men's and women's NIT games so I think that that should be your expectation that uh, you'll have uh, at least one more men's and women's game here in town um, once the, um, the NCAA bracket is announced and then They'll make the invitations for the uh, NIT and the WNIT. You know, I mean, of course, you, you're allowed to go. You know, win four games next week in Kansas City. Yes, you are. You know, you're you're allowed to do that. So I think
3: you should go ahead and go ahead and try to do that.
2: Yeah, right. Do mm-hmm. do what you can. Uh, see if you can make it difficult uh, uh, on somebody and uh, and kind of go kind of go from there. So we uh, we shall see. Uh, I need to get this uh, score for you from last night. Uh but uh TCU wins at home last night over Texas, 75-73. Uh TCU uh now 9 and 8 in the Big 12, 20 and 10 overall. Texas falls to 11 and 6 and now uh they have no they'll be the 2 seed. Uh by virtue of that, Kansas wins the Big 12 tournament or Big 12 conference championship outright. They don't have to worry about going to Texas and winning on Saturday. Um so you know TCU uh, putting up a uh, quite a fight last night. Uh, they outscored Texas 44-32 in the first half. Texas outscored them 41-31 in the second half. Just not quite enough uh, for the Longhorns uh, last night. At the uh, at the end of the day, uh, Texas going uh, 25 of 64 from the field, 8 of 22 from three, and 15 of 19 from the free throw line. TCU went eighteen of twenty-three from the free throw line. They were five of thirteen from three and twenty-six of fifty-six from uh, the field. They were uh, fortunate to win last night. They got uh, they got uh, just one point last night from Mike Miles. Whoa! One. And they won. And they won. <laughs> That's shocking. <laughs> it's shocking. That is that is shocking. You know, he was 0 for 8 from the field, 0 for 4 from distance, 1 of 2 from the free throw line. He did have five rebounds. He did have a steal. He turned it over five times uh, in the game and played 36 minutes. So it's not like, you know, tweaked an ankle and played six minutes and had one point. He played 36 of the 40 minutes last night.
3: That's shocking.
2: That is shocking. And for them to win, right, on top of, mm-hmm. on top of that. Boy, Texas is you really got to be disappointed in themselves for uh, for that from last night because, you know, they, they had a chance to play for a, a conference championship or co-championship on uh, on Saturday. So so the way it works right now, if I'm doing this math right, uh, Texas and West Virginia will play next Wednesday in the Big 12 tournament. Excuse me, Texas Tech in West Virginia. Thank you. We'll play uh, next Wednesday. And it's in, all taken. In, well, I didn't mean to. <laughs> um, next Wednesday, I think that – was that, 6 o'clock game? Is that what we decided?
3: Uh, oh, next right. Wednesday, we decided that it would be a 6 o'clock game. 6 crisis.
2: o'clock game. Okay. So our yeah, coverage well, at 5. Chuck
3: and I decided. We made the schedule.
2: from, 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 from it's Coverage at 5, then if that holds up. And then if you win that game, you would take on the one seed Kansas, which, I mean, you kind of look at how you've played them last couple of games and how much do they have to play for there. You know, anything
0: can uh, anything happen. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Kentex Roofing and Construction. That's uh,
2: comments, Yates Foreign Center chat line. Go to doublet 973com for that. or the mobile app, it's uh, presented by Happy State Bank. Um, we get this. Uh, tech beat Michigan last year in Arlington. Okay, yeah, they did. Uh,
3: okay, that's right. That wasn't the last time. You're right. Nope. You <laughs> remember when we saw them in Omaha? They thumped us twice.
2: Yeah. So um, here was my thought, you know, and it kind of goes back to to the men's non conference when you know you're coming off of a Sweet Sixteen. And you've got this cupcake non-conference, and you struggle. Okay, you struggle. It seems like with teams to, you know, you're 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 up a basket at halftime, or they pulled it within you know a couple of possessions in this late in the second half, and you you eke out these wins. You're like, okay, well, what what do we got here going into the Big Twelve? Because we know the Big Twelve is the toughest conference. And then you start off with ten straight losses. Like, oh yeah, we should have seen this coming because of how. Poorly, you played against teams that really didn't have any business being on the floor with you. So now here we are, flipped to, to baseball season, and you're ten games in, uh, and you're ten and zero, and you've you've handled your business. So it's like, I'd certainly rather have this than the basketball, where you go, man, what's going on here? You know, you're playing these cupcakes. And I, I realize it's 10 different teams as opposed to, you know, series is, but mm-hmm. uh, still, I mean, I, I guess I just look at it from just the, the okay. guy on the sidelines and go, Hey, I, I, I like this. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. not being challenged or you would like to kind of be in that. But, but on the other hand, man, you've, you've more than taken care of business.
3: Yeah. You've been challenged a few times. I mean, obviously there's a couple one run games in there, right? There's also been games where you've trailed early and then come back and, Maybe you cruise to a victory, but at least we're seeing how a team responds to a little adversity early on. Those those kind of things you got we got behind what 4-0 the other day. So um, those things will 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 happen and benefit you ultimately. I think, um, yeah, I, I think your point is valid, Chuck. I, I do. You you made these teams look bad. You made you walked out of there going you were way better than them. Yeah. Okay. And maybe the men's basketball team with some of those games this year, you felt like hey, we're way more talented than this team, but you walk out of it and you're like, why didn't we pound them? Right? Yeah, um, that hasn't been the case with the baseball team. And I'm not ready to say that's just, I I, I don't know, maybe that's me being the conservative nature that I am and, and how I do things. I'm not ready to say any of these teams we played are, are, are terrible or any any of the teams that, that Tech played are, are good. I just don't think we know at this point, and that's why I'm so fearful to you know be get myself too overly excited about what we've seen from the Red Raiders so far i i am excited i mean like as like I joked with you earlier i mean you can't do any more than win the games that are in front of you um and, but at the same time i'm i'm sure i'm i'm nervous about um you know the fact that your your defense has has struggled um because i i think that will you know when you get to playing quality teams you get to playing in the big 12 conference that can hurt you it it can hurt you badly and um uh, i'm you know i'm anxious to see how this bullpen continues to come together and then you've got some injury things with coleman and blessy and all that so you wonder how that that'll affect the team and, and hopefully they're not serious injuries and it won't it won't affect them that much. And by the way, Ty took batting practice yesterday. We saw him doing sprints the day before. I would expect Coleman will play this weekend in in our, in uh, Houston. So that's good news. But um, I, I just I'm still waiting to see at this point. I guess. And that's why I say you probably w- wanted a better answer than that. No, but, no,
2: I get it. I just you know. but I just thought that the the comparison to men's basketball would be fair just from the standpoint of what you were coming off of and what you expected and you expected to, if you're going to play cupcakes, you expected to be able to eat the whole cupcake in the, in the first half and maybe have a second one in the second half. Instead, you're like, Oh my God, man, we're, we're, we're giving up too much of the cupcake here to the cupcake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but you, you know, you feel like, <laughs> feel like that was a bad cupcake when you walked away from it. And usually there's no such thing as a bad cupcake.
3: Yeah. yeah maybe so. You know, Mm-hmm.
2: So anyway, the, that's the that's just that was just my my thought on that. So we'll well maybe we'll learn more this weekend. Uh, they'll take on Rice uh, Friday, uh, Michigan Saturday, and then uh, Texas A and M Sunday night. So um, one one other thing, just just to point out, and maybe this is going to be this kind of team when you have a team that can hit it out and have a team that can produce runs. Sometimes that compensates for maybe some pitching that you've don't always have it every night. So I mean at the end of the day the objective is to score more runs than the other team and maybe maybe you'll have some 12-7 games or something like that whereas last year you wouldn't have been able to overcome some of those deficiencies from your pitching where you just you couldn't score enough runs.
3: Yeah, I think that's fair. That's good. fair. I mean uh, you know one side of the ball helps the other, right? We we see it in all sports and mm-hmm. sometimes your pitching's not going to be good and you need you need big offensive days. I think you have the potential to have more big offensive days, just like you've had already this year, just because you can, you can score in a variety of ways. Yeah. Whereas last year it was it felt like it was all about hitting home runs, yeah. playing for the three-run homer.
2: All right. So uh, switching gears majorly here, and, and this is this has been on the uh, uh, this was on the chat line just a moment ago, but I saw it last night, and it's really really bizarre. Uh, but Iowa State dismissing their guard Caleb Grill for, quote, a failure to meet the program's expectations. Cyclones announced this yesterday. We hold our players to high standards and their expectations that our student athletes are held accountable for. This is according to TJ Otzelberger, their their head coach. He was a senior. He's been with the program since 2019, scoring almost uh, 10 points a game this season, third on the team. He led the Cyclones in three-point percentage at almost 37% and was third in rebounds at four per game. So, the Cyclones have lost four straight, eight of the last ten. They're now an eight seed according to Jerry Palm's bracketology on CBS. And they're also uh, out of the top 25 for the first time in 2023. But that that's just something you... you it's shocking because he played in 25 of 29 games this year, 22 starts, had a back injury, but, I mean, the the season is finishing this Saturday. They they finish at Baylor, and then the Big Twelve tournament begins next week.
3: So clearly, this is not a basketball thing. Clearly, this is a he's done something wrong off the court thing. He like, said in his
1: tweet after that the release came out that uh, he had said something that he shouldn't have said. I don't know what that was. He doesn't go into great detail, but he is taking res- he's at least taking responsibility for his part. In, oh, grill has? yeah.
2: Okay. I hadn't seen that.
3: Seems pretty harsh for just words.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, you obviously, I mean, because given the ramifications of you know the message that this sends to other players that protect potentially would go to Iowa State, whether a recruit or a transfer, you you have to feel like that this was a well thought out decision by by Iowa State and by their head coach because of the ramifications, not only with dismissing him from the team this year and what he means to the team, but, you know, the future is like, what they got rid of one of their guys right at the end of the season, a senior who's been there for a while. It's not like this guy was a, a transfer. I mean, he's, he's... It's his second stint in Ames. He joined the program in 2019, then spent his sophomore year with UNLV and then went back to Iowa State for the last two seasons. But still, I mean, he's kind of one of theirs.
3: Yeah, so if... If I think it's pretty obvious that if it, if it's about words, right, as a white guy, you would assume it it would have been a racist comment, right?
2: I guess uh, that sure that's that's a, that's a fair that's a fair thought.
3: Yeah, that's or just,
1: he told his coach something you're not supposed to tell someone in authority.
3: You know, I don't think that would get you kicked off a college basketball team if you're a good player.
2: Yeah.
1: If it was the final straw.
3: Maybe.
2: Yeah, it's uh like I said, it it's just you don't you you just don't see that. You just don't see that. So
3: yeah. yeah, I don't I don't maybe so, Jeff. Maybe if there's a bunch of other layers to it, but I don't think that's getting kicked off a college basketball team. Yeah. Or probably a college football team or college baseball team.
2: Yeah. But anyway it's uh it's a, it's a bit bizarre. 724 this morning here uh, on the morning drive. We'll have college basketball for you tonight. Big Ten style. Uh, Michigan at Illinois. That's at 545. And then don't forget uh, the Lubbock Cooper girls play for the right to play for a state championship tonight. From San Antonio. Uh, from the Alamodome. Dome. We'll have it for you at 8. They take on Lamar Fullshear. As far as uh, Lovett Cooper is concerned. The uh, Cooper girls are 30-6. Full shear is 33 and 5. The winner meets San Antonio Wagner or Frisco Liberty. That's the early game uh, tonight. And then the winners will play Saturday afternoon. Okay. If uh, if they win, we'll have it for you on 100.7 The
0: Scores. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All
2: right, what's untapped
0: today for me,
2: Jeff, and our super fine, Super fly. Super fine listening audience. Super fly. Super fly. They're super fly. Super fly. Super listening
3: fine. audience. Super All right, I'm going fine. to go to Red Raider football. Okay. And I'm going to ask you a very simple
2: question. Oh, man. Those are the hardest.
3: <laughs> what Red Raider will take a big step forward in 2023 compared to what they did in 2022?
0: Mm.
2: Red Raider will take a big step forward compared to what they did in 2022. Hmm. So we're looking for some production. We're looking for maybe somebody that um, is going to maybe touch the ball some, right? That um, can be a defensive guy. Could too. be, a de- you know. The it's funny because when I when I pulled up the tech roster, you know, the first name that popped up, Cameron Valdez. Okay. That that would that I mean, you know, there, there's a guy that, you know, was was out for what the 1st nine, ten games, played a couple of games when he came on. He
3: Isn't he number 22? How did his name pop up first on the roster?
2: I don't know. <laughs> Just when I when I when I when I added when I went to texastech.com and clicked on football it starts at 22? It was it started with him. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe it started with the it started with the C's. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But you would have thought Baron Morton would have come up, and his name his name came up. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to say Cameron Valdez.
3: I think that's a good answer. Jeff? So Valdez last year, just 18 attempts, 170 yards. I thought he looked really good running the football. Yeah. Well,
1: apparently Valdez is changing his number to zero, which is probably why it was at the top of is the that, list. Is that true? That's a, on tech, his number is zero now.
3: Okay. Um, and I couldn't be wrong. He Maybe he wasn't 22 last year. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Am I thinking of Bryson Donnell at 22? Maybe Valdez was zero last year, Chuck.
1: Yeah, Donnell is 22.
3: Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. So I, I bet Valdez was zero last year. Okay. See, there you go, Chuck.
1: <laughs> Blind squirrel. <laughs> I want to say you're starting quarterback, but I feel like that's cheating because we didn't see one starting quarterback. We saw three. So any improvement, if they played four games, that would mean they improved from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go a guy you expected something from last year and didn't quite get enough from. And that's Miles Price.
2: I, I had him in my in my list as well in my mind. I think that's a good. I think that's a good answer too, Jamie.
3: I think it's a good answer. Uh, I had both Bradley and Price, like in 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 my thought process, but. <coughs> At fifty-one catches a piece, I don't know. Like when I say a big jump, I feel like even though um, I look at Miles and feel like there was, you know, I expected more out of him. Mm-hmm. He only had five hundred thirteen yards. Jaron Bradley, I think, is is a star in the making, um, and and he had fifty-one catches, seven hundred forty-four yards. But I'm gonna to go to the wide receiver position and, and I think and so I'm picking a guy that did a little bit less that I think has the potential to be really good and I'm gonna go with Loke Fungi. Oh okay. Uh, just thirty four catches for him, mm-hmm. four fifty one. He was banged up part of the time. I, I think he's a he's a crazy talented guy and I think he's got a chance to 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 play a much, much bigger role in this Red Raider offense. So that's the guy that I, I look at that can I feel like we will make a, a much bigger splash next year than he did this past year. Well,
2: and he was the guy that was uh, Ballyhooed coming in as well, and he's a guy that's struggled to stay healthy. And, man, if you could keep him healthy, he's a, he's a guy that can play on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, if you you can keep your quarterback healthy and you can keep uh, Loic Fungi healthy, uh, you might be able to do, do something special on, uh, on the football field. That's, but but that's a big if you know mm-hmm. but what what did, what did we hear from coach McGuire the other day that when he was asked about position group he was looking forward to see the most blah 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 and uh, talked about how a strength of his team this year could be the offensive line I mean I think everybody about fell out of their chairs you know spilled their coffee you know you know wrecked their car on the marshs chart you know you know just went ah, that would be awesome right.
1: He touched my heart. It was fun.
2: Uh, it's yeah, it's all those things, right?
3: It's just amazing to think um how much better you could have been last year with better offensive line play or the last five years.
2: Right. 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 So I mean, and they get that they get that fixed and uh you can maybe dream a little bit about, you know, double digit victories. You know, in terms of ten or more including your bowl game. I mean, I don't want to get, I don't want to talk crazy here or anything, but, you know, you could.
3: When did that start?
2: When I, to make the decision that I don't want to talk crazy? Yes. No. okay. (laughs) That's a, that's fair. Was this last night? No, no, I I think just, you know. That's what we do, Chuck. I know, just trying to, just trying to settle it down just to skosh. Okay. okay? Just just manage my, manage my expectations as 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 best as best I can. For, oh, come on, Chuck! For everybody, I'm just tr-
3: so if somebody else says Bradley at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Two people correct me on the on the Valdez. He was number zero yeah, well, last year, sure. so, so just... I was definitely thinking of Donnell. Yeah. Um. I. What about on the defense? I think all three of our answers were good ones. What about on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball? That's harder for me.
2: Yeah, no, I think you
1: had so many good performances last year that I don't know covered up what guys were doing on defense, but it enabled them to like there. There's a reason that all of your defensive sacks came from one specific guy because he was so good at it. It's not like their performance was hindered, there was just a superstar at it.
2: How about Joseph Adateray?
3: Yeah, that's a good one. I you think know, that's a really good one.
2: I mean, I, th- I think, you know, yep. he's he'll be a sophomore. I mean, he came in as a freshman, but, I mean, a lot was, a lot was, you know, you were expecting a lot there, but, I mean, it's hard to expect a lot from a guy that's, you know, just, just coming into your program.
3: I think I would go with Josiah just, just Pierre.
2: Okay, and that was another one that was in my yeah, head, too. Coach
3: talked about him playing more mm-hmm. of his natural position right. this upcoming season, and maybe that's, uh, you know, just with, with Merriweather gone, there's there's a lot of tackles out there to be made. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, he's one of the guys that you feel like can, can get that done.
2: Well, another guy he talked about was uh, Deidrean Taylor-Demerson, you know, a.k.a. Rabbit. Rabbit, uh, okay. but he, he, He's super senior. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, God, we all know how crucial those defensive backs are. And, and both he and Malik Dunlap, I thought, had really good seasons last year. Yeah. You know, especially at just knocking the ball down. I mean, you know, and, and – preventing explosive plays I mean that's what they want to do I think a better job of this year is they they want to get explosive plays on offense and they want to do a better job of defending um, those uh, those explosive plays uh, from a from a defensive standpoint you know you might throw Jalen Hutchings in there I mean he had I mean he, he's going to be a super senior.
3: Yeah, I think he's going to be a great player and a key player for you. I just don't know that his production is going to jump a lot mm-hmm. from what he does.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that, that's, that's fair. Um,
3: I mean, he's a run stuffer, and that's what he does.
2: You know, one thing that – we, we only had so much time. If we'd had, you know, two hours with Coach McGuire, we could have really picked his brain on some things. But, you know, like who's going to kick the ball for us? You know, we got uh, Stone Harrington, who's a redshirt freshman from Colleyville – and Gino Garcia, uh, who's a senior, and he was, you know, in competition last year with, uh, you know, Trey Wolf. So maybe Gino's the, Gino's the man, number 99. Stone, huh? Stone. Stone Harrington. Seems kind of odd for a kicker. That seems, doesn't seem like a kicker name there.
3: Feels more like a linebacker.
2: Yeah. Gino. Yeah, G- Is he the quarterback or kicker? Hmm. Gino. He spells it G-I-N-O and uh you know McNamara will be back for your your punter. So G I N O for G- Gino. Yeah, Gino. G I N O. Yeah.
3: I don't know. Hey. If I've seen that before. I will bet
2: you he's a he seems like um I wonder I wonder what his specialty is like in in the kitchen if he's a if he's a pizza guy or if it's a taco guy. Seems like it could go either way there. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you, know, you got
1: something against beats and tacos?
2: Nothing, nothing at all, man. Nothing. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm down. I feel like for you're
1: pigeonholing it. people there. The of, of two things that are awesome,
2: yeah. that should be celebrated and everywhere. Sure, embraced and you know coddled and you know caressed. And handled with care. Handled David. with care. Right. Handled with care. You know, Mason Tharp, I think would be a guy too that could. If you got some big things out of him, that would be. I mean, I just think he's a big target.
0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: First you're at a bank studio. Hope uh, you're off to a good start yourself. And uh, if you're not, then uh, figure it out. It'll be, it'd be all right. Okay? <laughs> It'll be all right. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Rub some dirt on it. Yeah, pull your bootstraps up this morning and say, I'm going to go take on the day. We will have uh, Love & Cooper girls basketball for you tonight. They play in the state semifinals. Are you a semifinals or a semifinals guy?
3: I think I'm a semi.
2: Semi, okay. Yeah, I'm a semi. Uh, they take on Lamar Fulshier. Um Either or either? Neither or neither? Neither or either neither? Either one of them. Either one of them. Yeah, I'd yeah, say either. Either. Either, I'd say either. Either, either. I'd neither. Neither.
0: Neither. neither. Neither.
2: Okay. Yeah. Protein. Neither, neither. Protein, Protein. I'm going to throw a punch. <laughs> Remember, I'm an, I'm uh, only kidding.
3: I'm going to roll a ball up your face. I forgot <laughs> to look
2: at that. <laughs> that may be my favorite quote from old Chuck. Old Chuck. Old Chuck. Sitting on the porch. Which He's, one? I don't know. We reeled off a bunch of them right there. Old Chuck with his... You know, sitting there in his overalls on the rocking chair on the porch, just watching the world go by. Yeah, that car went by about 15 minutes ago. I don't know what that old boy's doing. Where are who, you going?
3: Who was in this fight with Kentucky? Who was the other team? Florida.
2: It's Thank on uh, ESPN.com. Uh, Chuck's div- Dictionary, Riveting Sports Talk. Man, man. Uh, the Get Over It quote. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it's only so much we can just analyze for you. Man, alive, you know, try to do the best we can to entertain. Mm-hmm. Help, have a little bit of that. All right, so I saw this yesterday. This article was written by Kevin Flattery from 24-7 Sports. I don't know which school he, quote, represents, all right? So he put out a um, Big 12 predictions way too early. Order of finish for the 2023 season. Who would you gather that he has? And remember, there's now 14 teams in the Big 12. Okay, this year it's 14. He ranks one to 14. Who do you think he has as first
3: in the Big 12? Yeah. this upcoming season. Yeah. Um,
2: Texas. Yep. 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 Which school that's coming in? Do you think he has? The highest, and what rank do you think that is? You have BYU, you have Houston, Cincinnati, and Central Florida. BYU. BYU is correct. That's they're at seventh. Seventh. Where do you think? Where do you think he puts Cincinnati? Let me tell you what Cincinnati did last year. Just give you their record. Cincinnati was nine and four in twenty twenty two.
3: And they lost their coach. I'm gonna go just because of the way you asked it. Okay. Context yeah, clues here. Sure. I'm gonna say he has them at twelve.
2: Fourteenth. Fourteenth. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Twelve. Hey, Mr. You know, you guys are oh, you know, playing for the, you know, college football national championship opportunity to get into the playoffs. Guess what? Come kind of to the Big Twelve. Hey, buddy boy, you're 14th. I love it, mm. love it. I mm. uh, hope that they are 14th. That would be, that would be good. Now, here's the key question for you: Where do you think he has the Texas Tech Red Raiders?
3: I think he has the Texas Tech Red Raiders at four.
2: He has him at five. Well,
3: he's wrong.
2: Okay. So let me tell you who's one, two, three, and four. Then I'll read what he says about Texas okay, Tech. Okay.
3: So Kansas State's got to be up there. Yeah. They've got to be two.
2: They're two. That's correct. Who do you think okay. is three?
3: Um, it's not TCU. No. It's not Oklahoma. It is.
2: It's Oklahoma. Yeah. Man. Shoot. Where do you think he has TCU?
3: I was doing so good. Um six?
2: No, he hasn't four. I think he has TCU too high. I do too. Based on based mm-hmm. on what they lost, you know. and... Mm-hmm and based on what they have coming back and you know i mean they had the kind of the perfect storm last year with you know uh, max duggan being able to step in uh he didn't start the year as a quarterback um i just chandler think, morris will be back in the starting position for Sonny dykes
3: i just think they've lost a lot yeah. of players a lot of key players mm-hmm. plus uh, lost their offensive coordinator which yeah. was really good too
2: So here's what he says about Texas Tech. Here's the thing on the Red Raiders. Like TCU, the Red Raiders were undefeated in one-score games in the regular season. And that would typically seem to indicate some regression. But Tech also just couldn't get healthy quarterback play with some downright awful injury luck at the position. Yes. The Red Raiders ranked 31st in returning offensive production, but also stand to get a full season from Tyler Shuck, which could lead, which would likely lead to improvement on that end. Replacing some of the big losses on defense will be a bigger challenge, though. Joey McGuire's first year saw the Red Raiders play with physicality and toughness on that side of the ball, and Texas Tech added four defenders through the transfer portal, including three players up front. Don't expect too big a slide, if any, overall. Finished 8-5 last year.
3: Yeah, I don't think you should expect any slide.
2: No. In fact, I, I, I think he's got... Uh, the Red Raiders at least one position too low
3: yeah I I don't I'm not offended I'm not outraged Mm -hmm. by five but I I would like to think that you're going to be top four
2: yeah has uh, Baylor at six BYU at seven as we said Kansas at eight uh, Houston at nine UCF at ten New School Obviously with Houston, too. Oklahoma State at 11. Man, I, do you think this is a big year for Mike uh, Gundy in terms of his staying power there? Or do you think he's he's locked in? Or do you get the sense at some point in time they're going to go, yeah, Mike, you know, it's been a really good run here. We've won some big 12 titles. You know, you're kind of tired of us. We're kind of tired of you. Do you get that sense at all?
3: I feel like that will be a mutual decision when it comes. I don't think Oklahoma State's going to – Push him out the door because I don't think he's going to hang around when it starts going really bad. So if it if they do finish 11th in the Big 12 conference, I wouldn't be shocked to see him decide to, to call it quits. Hey, I'm going to take
2: a year off and, get and recharge my batteries and then yeah. come back and coach somebody else. Alan Bowman, I wonder, I wonder what he'll mean for them. Uh, he's a guy that struggled to, to stay healthy here. He's been at Michigan the last two years, attempted all of 11 passes – so, clearly, probably some rust there. Maybe his lung's fully healed now. Maybe he's fully healed. Maybe he's rehabbed and well, would stronger. Well, I assume
3: he's fully yeah. healed or he wouldn't have been playing for Michigan.
2: Right. Right? right? But, I mean, he only threw 11 passes.
3: Yeah, well, that's not because of his lungs. Sure. It's because they have better quarterbacks in front of him. Yeah. And shockingly enough, Oklahoma State does
2: not. Right, no. It's and, and here's a team, too, that I think, man, you start to wonder, when does the shine start to rub off of this guy? Uh, They have Iowa State at 12. They went 4-8 and last year. Remember all the talk about, man, Campbell, man, he's a hot young coach. He's going to go to the NFL.
3: You know, he's going to. He missed his window. He did. He missed his window. Mm -hmm. Not the hot candidate anymore.
2: No. I'm going to stretch the imagination. So, I mean, I think if he finishes 12, that could be a problem for him. Neil Brown finishes 13 where they haven't predicted he's done. No, no question.
3: Yeah. Probably not even lasting the whole season.
2: Yeah. All right, 810, if you have a thought on that, hit us up. Yates Flooring Center chat line here this morning on the Morning Drive.
0: This has been the Morning Drive podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of double ninety 973 podcasts at TT973.com.